sin que se que no corre tan bonita que te acuerda todo y que se va Listening to the Otaku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo! And we're from the OtakuSpirit.com website, where you can find all of our anime, new and old, great community form and links to the top, social media links on the right side, and all that good stuff. That was a long yo. Yo! I had to finish my intro, but I thought I would comment on that. So yeah, this is a discussional podcast episode. We talk about the news that seems important to us, which should be important to you because it is important to us, and then well, we dive into our community. We are amazing. That's the thought. It's the thing. And we have bad anime taste, but we're... We're amazing. We're amazing. Yeah. So, there you go. Maybe the pa- the fact that we have crappy uh, taste in anime is part of the reason why we're so amazing. There you go. Because we talk about shows that you'll never watch. <laughs> That's why everybody loves us. <laughs> well, we'll find the taste that everybody likes, except for certain shows, and then people get angry at us, but... Yeah, thankfully this time we'll probably be able to do a lot of community questions because not so much has happened in the last two weeks, but that was expected. The prior discussional was catching up on a, what was it, a month and a half of, of news, so this is only two weeks. A little bit less happened, but something really important happened last week right after our recording. The Crunchyroll Anime Awards, so we can talk a little bit about that. That'll be fun. We could. We it, could I, talk. I think it did. Spoiler. I mean, everybody wants my opinion on everything. Did you vote? No, I didn't. Then obviously not. You're just going to give your no, opinion. No, 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 no. That's why everybody wants my opinion. Because they they went, oh my gosh, well, you Chris did not look vote. You technically can't look up to find out what somebody voted for. So you have to tell them, obviously. Well, no, there's a big old star next to my vote. And so I, because I'm just so amazing. They, they put it up on the website? Yeah. Oh, uh, I did not know that. Okay. Well, there you it, go. It, there, there's the, 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 all the news, news sites, they all go, Breaking news. Chris just voted. For all the cutesy Moe stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Anything outside of anime that seems important that you talk about? Uh, Satisfactory put out the third update. He's been on that again. I, li- I like it that you, me, you don't understand. Me, me and the you other don't... brother finally get back into Final Fantasy 14, and we're all playing that, and then suddenly out of nowhere, he just 
he just wants to get back in the satisfactory and try to get the other brother to play that instead. No, you really, really should check out what the last update put out. You, no, you, you really might. should check out Final Fantasy fourteen no. also. See now I, I never no. did even no. get to max level on that. I'm I'm I no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no on satisfactory then. <laughs> It works the same way. One is free, the other one costs money. Let's let's go that direction. Oh, (laughs) boo-hoo. Ten bucks. (laughs) I've been paying for that game for... Break your heart there. And you're already paying for it. Yeah, technically I am. So what are you complaining about money for? Because with your I, big I old mansion, to, that doesn't I had get to go and turn it off. See, he's today. like stealing up real estate and not even using it. And there's all these people that want mansions. Hence the reason I texted somebody <laughs> this this afternoon. He's like, "Oh yeah, look at this. Check out my mansion." Hence, what does that have to do with anything with, with the text? Because it needs to get transferred as soon as I can. Oh, just gotta get the money to actually place that's, a mansion. That's the reason why we I'm... should cut this out of the podcast because then somebody's gonna be like, "Man, I'm gonna like stealth next to that house." Wouldn't that be great if it was like Ultima Online, where you would stealth next to a house you knew was transferring, then pop down the plat or the the house? You can't really do that in this one because you can see somebody when they're stealthing, so you can't really hide unless you find a really good hiding spot. There's a guy that lives across the street that has a crazy house, so he could probably hide in there, and then. But you have to walk up there to the sign, so it's not yeah. like you can place it from a distance. Man, Ultima Online. And no, technically, nobody knows where my plot is anyway, so... <laughs> Just look for a house with a bunch of lollies. <laughs> There's a lot of people that are like that in that game, so it's not like it would be anything different, because Lollafells. There's a group of people that like that game for the Lollafells, and there's a group of people that likes the game for the, you know, the cat girls and all that kind of stuff, so... And the lizard yeah. girls... Is there is that a thing? I'm thinking. You thinking? It's gotta be. It's gotta be a thing. And now it's bunny girls. That's why Monster Musume exists. Let's just be real. There isn't even a lizard girl in the main group. You don't understand. Monster girl is a thing. Well, I know. I thought you were saying that the lizard, lizard girl, girl is just a, one of the monster girls. There's, I'm sure there's one of them there's in tongue. there. There's tongue. Okay, tongue. <laughs> <laughs> what is this like a why are you emphasizing you're, you're, you're taking you too emphasize? long to get to the point <laughs> why are you emphasizing on things for some reason tongues Andrew no this is uh. why interspecies reviewers exist <laughs> yes there's that too <laughs> making more of my point I, I thought Monster Musume was bad until I watched no okay there's an entire reviewers. group dedicated to spider girls Andrew think about it <laughs> Well, there was a spider girl in Monster Musume. Yes. Probably not as bad as the one that they'll do in Interspecies Reviewers, which I don't <laughs> think they've done yet. The I think there were succubuses. Those were pretty gnarly in that show. Oh, succubuses are awesome. No they, matter what, succubuses are always awesome. I wouldn't doubt that was the reason why they stopped doing that show. <laughs> <laughs> like, they literally, like, yeah, that's off-camera talk, I guess. <laughs> or off mic off mic talk I guess anyways uh, so yeah the news that seems important to us that should be important to you because it's important to us so the first thing is because very... totally Monster Girl is not important to us <laughs> it is but it's not safe for work and we know that some people listen to this at work <laughs> so yeah it's, uh, very important to Andrew is the first topic which is website has opened for a new Tokyo Mew Mew franchise project and it has a countdown timer. 
I hate Japan for doing this. They do these countdown timers. I don't know why. But April 2nd, mark your calendars. The go to, go to your calendar and go to April 2nd and then go to the first weekend and the second weekend. One of those two, I'll probably do a discussion on podcast where I will be gushing or just check my Twitter. I will be gushing about, hopefully, I will be gushing about a new Tokyo Mew Mew series. I don't know, a reboot, uh, a spinoff, a continuation. Hopefully not a spinoff because we already had them talk about they were doing Tokyo Mew Mew male version. And I'm like, well, that was a huge letdown. Hopefully it's not a mobile game. <laughs> Which I think that this franchise is old enough that I don't think they would just jump back out and say, here's a mobile game, because then that would just could be a complete disaster. I'm hoping it will be a reboot with a fresh paint on it. The characters that I love about that series, I do want this back. Maybe I'll actually finish this show. I have started this show several times. It was a pretty long show. I think that was a 50, wasn't it? I don't remember. It's been so long since I watched it, I'm not sure. And it's sad because I think it has another one of those that, like, I don't think anybody's licensed it in a long time. I would have loved a, just a reselling of it just so I can, you know, get a copy of it. would be great. First, the main character is Why Ichigo, is isn't she? Yeah, they're all, like, different fruits and stuff. 52. Yeah, I was close. 52. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... um. Very exciting for me. I definitely would love to see that series come back. Again, hopefully it is a an actual animation series and not a mobile game or something like that. I would be hugely let down, but I'm excited for that one. Next bit we have is the Real Life, the series. So if you've been checking out the manga for Real Life, uh, it is coming to a conclusion with its 15th chapter and will include an epilogue chapter on top of that, which, thank you, always like epilogues. <laughs> <laughs> So that'd be cool. Maybe it'll give a, a jump forward or something like that. A cool little kind of uh, chapter end to a chapter end, I guess, to the series. But um, yeah, that's one that I, I kind of wanted to go check out the manga for just to kind of see the the full story. But um, cool stuff for those that are currently watch or reading it. I think that one is licensed in America. Surely it is. That was, that was popular enough, wasn't it? No. Well, at least there's no manga on right stuff. I, unless it's only digital only. Ooh. Somebody needs to pick that up. What the heck? Oh, well. There you go. So if you're, I guess, importing the Japanese version or, or reading it on certain sites, uh, there you go. Congratulations. More a conclusion, I guess. Uh, the official website for Sword Art Online has streamed a promo which as is previewing its quote unquote last season. And of course that's not really true, but <laughs> that's a typical thing they kind of label things as. Some people kind of write it off as it's the last core for that the Alicization series. Of course, the they're currently writing the initial rings arc, which follows this one, so it's not the end of it. And we all know that they'll never finish. So we're on a line because it is a cash cow for them. But yeah, this course, this quote unquote last season for the Alicization arc, which was the fourth core you know, of this You one. know, he's got some kind of a death button on him. You know, one of those things that were, where if he ever actually passes away, they'd like descend like a million ambulances right on top of his entire 
three block radius to keep him alive. And it just shocks him whenever he <laughs> automatically does like a pulse to his heart. But yeah, it's uh, of course premiering in April, so that'll be the last core of this particular Alicization series, which has been pretty solid so far, and I'm sure the last core will probably be a lot of uh, derpy faces with the crazy psycho uh, bad guy, which has not been the best part of the particular arc, but whatever. <laughs> More laughing, coughing people, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Outside of the laughing, coughing, and derping faces, bad guys that like to kill laughing, people just to find out never why it goes away. <laughs> it's been a good, it has been a good arc outside of that. So we'll see how it concludes. Um, like I kind of mentioned, you guys, our... you guys don't understand when the when the guy mentioned laughing, coughing. Me and Andrew just busted up laughing. It is just the the that group never goes away. <laughs> never. Apparently, that was a really big guild. So, yeah, that, that's that's a thing. I mean, I, I do, I mean, to be honest, and this is a totally side energy, I do honestly understand the concept of the Laughing Coffin. It makes perfect sense, and it kind of intrigues me. It's just one of those things where every arc has to kind of end with the bad guy from Laughing Coffin. The bad guy was from Laughing Coffin <laughs> the entire time. It's like... Get new bad guys. Come on. Get a new concept here. Again, like I said, the idea of somebody playing, being stuck in an MMO of a full immersion, you you tap your brain into it, MMO, that feels and looks real, and then going with a group that murders people in that game that obviously they die in real life. When you come out of that game, you're going to be a little screwed up. I, I get that concept. It's just, again, new bad guys. New ideas for bad guys kind of thing. So that's all That's all it is. But like I said, other than, other than Laughing Coffin, it's been a fantastic arc so far. So anyways, moving forward. Ready to move forward? Any other comments? About Laughing Coffin? No, just in general. <laughs> Alization. Looking forward to the last season. I want Alice to come back in Crossing Void, please. I missed that dang limited banner. I started the game like right after it ended. And, and yes, I Andrew want got me in. Alice. So you Andrew mentioned that last me time. You still pretty hooked? No, I hadn't I hadn't started yet. I was still considering getting in. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess. It was like that night or something. Yeah, it was that yeah. night. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so much grind in that game. It is. So much grind. It's a good cycle, though. It's a good cycle. And it, like I said, it's very free-to-play friendly. So that's cool. That's the cool part of it. But the downside is is that I tend to pay more when I'm actually having fun. And <laughs> that is the uh, problem. It's like, hey, <laughs> Chris will love this game. It's like free to play friendly. Play this, Chris. You'll actually enjoy this one. He actually enjoys it. Chris, stop buying. <laughs> <laughs> I never like to play in the pay in this stuff. I can't stop from paying into this one. No, it the I totally forgot my point. But no, I, I I do I do enjoy that game. I can kind of see that the, the, the I guess the other cool thing about it is it's got so many modes. There's so many different things you can do at different times. I just kind of wish that there would be. I know that when Hollow drops, that's going to be a nightmare for Chris because Hollow apparently is a support in the game. I really am looking forward to her coming out. But I do kind of see already there is a 
there's a lot of characters starting out, but there, I, I foresee a drought. I see it kind of falling into the same territory as, um, what was the, there was a mobile game for Sword Online that I played at some point, and the problem that that game had was that it was like, here's all the characters, he's like, cool, I got pretty much one of each character from the, the from only Sword way Online. to fix it was and to now do suddenly, outfits. Yeah, it's suddenly out of nowhere, it's like every week is that now Asuna's in a kimono, now Asuna's in a swimsuit, now Asuna's in a, uh, I don't know, a maid outfit, now Asuna's in this outfit, and it's like, after a while, I was like, I, I really stop uninstall. I'm done. And plus, they were really heavy on the rolling for weapons, and I hate gotching for weapons. Like that is like the worst experience. Is going here's all these quartz I saved up. I can either pay it into a character, which is feels tangible. Like you get a character, you feel good. When you happen to use it to get weapons so that you can do events, and you're just rolling, and you just see a stupid generic looking sword art, sword art pop up on the screen not sword art online. that is not <laughs> not enjoyable experience at all very unsatisfying so at one of these points we got to do like a very basic we are not mobile game experts at all edition of like these are like the games that we play and actually enjoy i just finally got back into alchemist code because they're doing a seven deadly sins collab and i'm realizing the reason why I stopped playing that game was that every si- every single patch, it's like suddenly I know where the meta changes, and it's all about maxing out this character that one-shots or solos an entire expert dungeon. So, yeah. There you go. That was totally all over the place. But anyways, let's jump into the next bit of news that's important to us. Netflix. Well, this this is actually good Netflix news. This is for once. We have good Netflix news. Are you excited, Chris? For good Netflix news? I don't believe you. Uh, Netflix has touted the first 4K HDR hand-drawn streamed anime with debut of Soul Levante. Which is pretty cool. I like that idea. Now, it bugs me because anything that jumps on Netflix dies on Netflix. But still, it's a cool idea that... Technically, I have a Netflix account. And there's two notches on that Netflix account. There's the normal standard account, and there's a premium account, which gives you like 4K and everything. Well, I watch anime, so why would I ever why would I ever subscribe to getting 4K HDR when all the anime that's on there is technically probably all 1080p at the most? Do we have any concept arts? Just the bubble right there, I think. So Levante. Obviously, I'm assuming that a lot of the visual effects that would actually push to have, like, HDR necessary would be probably, you know, CG enhancements to the show itself. But it's still a pretty cool idea to... Again, they there's, there's technically other 4K HDR shows. Uh, technically, Gundam was uh, the... Uh, Thunderbolt was a 4K show. They've had 4K before then as well. But streaming, 4K, HDR, everything, it's pretty cool to have a a show that's being touted as that. So, Not much out there for this show, obviously. <laughs> Just a picture of a girl looking like she's falling backward or something. I don't know. Uh, here's a video. Uh, just people behind computers staring at screens with their faces glowing from the screen. 
weird character monster looking things. The main girl, which seems to be in a lot of the artwork. A bird? She's riding a bird. Or somebody's riding a bird. There's a bird. A lot of birds. Ocean waves? Big, ugly looking fish thing coming out of Ocean Wave. Her running. Her running with artwork around her. Her running through a field with lots of things around her. No. <laughs> oh, can do this. Very mythological world they're looking at creating, which is very fascinating. I do think there's some computer involved in it. Oh yeah, they're doing a lot of a lot of post stuff, but looks like a lot of the framework is is still animation. Hand-drawn animation. Yeah. Just a lot of After Effects. They're kind of applying to it. So, Cool stuff, though. It's, uh, of course, premiering March 23rd, hopefully worldwide. I don't know if that's been confirmed yet. I think it is. I think this is one of their worldwide drops on Netflix. I don't know that's necessarily going to be a TV broadcast. But cool stuff. It is a experimental project between Netflix and product, uh, production IG. And, um, yeah, like I said, I, I think this will be probably the only reason I'll ever bump up to the premium account <laughs> just to stream this one thing in 4K HDR. And then I'll probably eat up, quickly eat up, our, eat our, eat up the our bandwidth and bandwidth then, and then turn it back down. <laughs> <laughs> quickly turn it back down. So uh, hopefully no big uh, patches for Final Fantasy around that time. Hopefully we don't have any games we need to download at that time. And I'll have plenty of bandwidth to, to work with that one. But until then... Cool stuff. I am kind of increasingly excited for it. I unfortunately I don't see anything uh, synopsis wise for it, but like I said, it looks very mythological world kind of building that they're doing. So we'll see. See how it turns out. Original series. Cool stuff. Uh, some bad news for Netflix. We always had to follow up with some bad news. I mean, it's good news that it's coming out, but bad news that it's taking so damn long. But yes, Netflix is finally going to add High Score Girl Season 2, which Chris and I have been looking forward to for... Since it was announced way back in, like, what, spring of 2019 that they were going to do it. And then I think it was, like, a fall show. But yes, April 9th will finally be the time. So I'll get my I'll get my Tokyo Mew Mew news. And then, and then seven days after that, boom, we're watching High School Girl. It almost seems like it's a dream. <laughs> well, that's what sucked about the first season. It's like it, it took forever before they even adapted the first season yeah. because they had that whole lawsuit. And then when they adapted it, we found it was on Netflix. And then that was a long, dead period of never seeing it. And we finally got to watch it. But it's almost time to watch the last season of – well, I think it's the last I don't know if it's the last season. It's probably not. The second season of High School Girl. Uh, let's see here. Cool news for Crunchyroll is they managed to grab uh, the OVA for ReZero Memory Snow. So if you've been waiting desperately to watch that, you can now stream it on Crunchyroll. So that's awesome. It's your Amelia episode. I know you've been waiting for it. Oh, yeah. You know that. I wanted them to adapt the Ram episode. Why won't they adapt the Ram episode? Hopefully it'll be the OVA for the second season. That's all I can ask for. Maybe they'll do the Ram light novel spinoff for that one. And then we'll get a Beatrice episode. I don't know if they have a Beatrice (laughs) spinoff. I just know they had a spinoff for for Ram. 
I know that that uh, would just be an up. I know Elon Musk. It would be hilarious. I know it. It would be great. Come on, Elon Musk was going to pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) If Elon Musk wants you to make it, you make it. Just call him up. He'll say, "Yeah, sure. I want you to make that Rem episode. I'll pay." I'm surprised he hasn't figured out a way to do it himself. We still don't. We don't just just AI. Have my (laughs) AI program it. (laughs) Just just boop boop boop, and the AI just creates an anime, (laughs) animates it, and everything. That'll be the day that just suddenly out of nowhere. You know, I I would love it does resolve the issue with animators. I I would I would love to at least just just nose around his house for a little while. He's got you know he's got one of the most fascinating houses ever. Unless just in the basement or something. The interviews I've seen. He would just go. He would just get out of bed and go. I want to go to go eat breakfast, and there's this wall in the way. Just just make the wall go away. It just just opens for him. Just just opens for him because he wants it. He wanted to get across town in L.A. quicker, and so he made a big hole, but then nobody wanted him to do it, so. Yeah. Bummer. But yes, uh, Crunchyroll is also streaming Marmalade Boys, so if you've been wanting to watch that series, that is on there as well, which is awesome. So, cool stuff. And then for Funimation, they're like, oh, you can't beat us with your Memory Snow OVA. Piff, 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 Marmalade Boy. Well, we have Nozomi Entertainment titles. They have Astro Boy, Kimba the White Lion, uh, Princess Knight, Martian Successor, Nadesco, and Revolutionary Girl, Utena, and also the movies for those. And then also brought in some Aniplex title, including the Blue Exorcist series and Dudadada series. So I've been looking for another place to watch those two. And you feel that for some reason their app is so much better than Crunchyroll, so you can watch it on their app instead. And enjoy that sidebar bopping up every two seconds. I'll never let that go. Until that disappears... Roberts, until that sidebar disappears, I'm going to keep making fun of that app. Make it happen, Roberts. Make it happen. Uh, that's going to be an ongoing joke. And High Dive over there was like, hey guys, I still exist. So we have Loop in the third part four. <laughs> Hi guys, we have nothing for this season, but we have Loop in the third part four or part five. So that's cool. That's, uh, that's one that I sadly did not finish. And I do want to go back and watch that. So solid Loop in action. Excited for Lupin? Yes? You sure? Yes. One of these days Did I'm going to get... You watched gonna... that one, didn't you? At least an episode or two. The part five, yeah. I thought you finished it. I don't remember. Mm-mm. Don't remember. Anyways. Cool stuff. And uh, next bit, we have the Seven Deadly Sins manga is set to end in May. I thought that it was much longer than this, but apparently it'll be ending with its 41st volume. So that doesn't seem like many volumes, but I thought that was running longer than that. That makes me think that the anime is pretty close to kind of possibly... That would explain why they keep uh, cutting it off. That's true. They were doing, like, short seasons. Mm-hmm. But that does tell me that, unless their volumes are really long, that tells me that we could possibly see the anime concluding the story, which is pretty awesome. That's that's always good when the anime doesn't just kind of end at some point. It seems like that was really popular in anime format, so... Cool stuff. Exciting. Exciting stuff. Seven Seas has licensed the following mangas in light novel. We have Blue Giant manga, Yes, No, or Maybe light novel, Cutie and the Beast manga, Roll Over and Die, I Will Fight for an Ordinary Life with My Love and Cursed Sword light novel, uh, For the Font manga, The Hidden Dungeon Only I Can Enter manga and light novel, We Soar to Meet in the next life, and that's when things got weird, manga. 
and Rainbow and Black manga. Any of those sound interesting? The sword, but I think we've already talked about that one. Um, I'm curious about the yes, no, maybe. Yes, no, or maybe. Yeah, I wonder what that one's about. Uh, let's see. And then the getting weird. Things getting weird sounded funny. Roll over and die. I will fight for my ordinary life. And my love from and cursed sword bleh, is Flamme Apricot would have been content with li- to live her life in her little village in peace. Unfortunately for her, a god prophesied she would be one of the, the be the one to defeat the demon king and uh and Flame with her terrible stats and useless ability has known nothing but misery since ever since uh, her life hits rock bottom when the hero's party fed up with dragging her dead weight along decides to sell her off into slavery to get rid of her. That just got dark. But I brush uh, but a brush of death finally awakens something in an in, in Flame. Uh rather than ending her story might just be getting started, and this time, instead of a traitor's party, she has a woman she loves by her side, which I'm guessing is her sword, too. That one might be better than the one that I... What was the other one? The one... Uh, wasn't there one where the um, main character is a sword or something like that? I think so. Yeah, well, that one I, I th- was down at the bottom and didn't... Oh, yeah, boy love. <laughs> <laughs> Yowie action right there. Got a guy with his tongue hanging out at some other guy. There you go. Mm, what was the um swore to meet you in the next life? And that's when things got weird. I don't think that's gonna be a Sekai show. Long ago a princess and a knight fell in love, but couldn't be together. They promised to meet in the next life where they would could freely love each other. But there's a problem. They weren't reborn the same year. Now the princess, 39-year-old woman (laughs) living in modern Japan, has bumped into the reincarnation of her beloved knight, a 17-year-old high school student who recognized her immediately. (laughs) To her surprise, that teenage boy is determined to sweep her off her feet again, and she has no idea how to deal with it. That really does sound actually really cute. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that actually looks, that sounds cute. Uh, it is kind of one of those star quest lovers, but no, it's, it's like the concept of like, technically it's pushing away that, that element of the whole older and younger person just because they know each other from a previous life. It's kind of like the whole Tanya conundrum. It's Tanya's like a really young girl, but technically she's like this previously, you know, old office worker. So breaks that breaks it. And that's that's all the news. That like I said, there wasn't much that happened, but a lot of really cool news though. A lot of that is really uh fascinating to me, so I did want to kid on all that stuff. And then um what is left? I don't know why I closed that. Reopen that. No, wrong page. But we still we still technically have a long discussional discussion topic, which is the anime awards. So again, Crunchyroll every year now for what this is the fourth year now is doing yearly anime year? awards. Ugh, ugh. Yeah, is surprise you that yeah. going that long, or are you ugh because they've lasted that long? No, it's just surprised <laughs> that it's been that long. <laughs> Not a hater. I'm just making you into a hater. But yes, uh, every every year now you they like do making me into a hater for whatever daggone reason. It's fun. Okay, Chris, the the diabolical side of Chris that nobody sees. <laughs> That's what it is. 
Uh, but yes, every every year they do this wars. Of course, the last three years I have been involved with it as a judge, which has been kind of a lot of ups and downs because, of course, the frustration is that you want it to be the main reason I'm going into these is because I want to help um, an event that helps celebrate anime, and I think that's fantastic, and I think they do an incredible job of that. Of course, the frustrating aspect is the people looking on the from the outside who criticize it, which, you know, rightfully so for many certain reasons, but for other reasons that I don't, I just don't think they really do understand that these people do love anime and they do want to do this award to celebrate it. So what's been fantastic is over time, they seem like they're getting progressively better, which is really great. Uh, the production value of the actual event has been improving over time. Uh, this recent one, uh, the one they did last week, was really well put together. I think they only had really one moment in the entire thing that kind of broke, which was they did like uh, a quick uh, interview in some other uh, country and the audio was out. So it was like literally the entire time was just no no mics going through and it was a little bit awkward. But other than that, everything went well. They had a, uh, I don't know, uh, he's not, I remake thing of of uh, Crunchyroll Hime, so now that's the thing. So now they have Crunchyroll Hime being voiced by a uh, Japanese seiyu. I forget who it was. And now that's a thing. Cool. So we have Kizuna Eye Crunchyroll Hime. There you go. <laughs> and um, yeah, overall, it was, a, it was a cool event. Now, the thing that I really do appreciate this year over the previous year, they did have a lot more judges, which I think helped. Uh, they thankfully returned to having a lot of, uh, they expanded on their genres and categories, which I thought was great as well. I think last year it really did kind of bite that we had such a condensed list of categories that really didn't celebrate too much anime. I think to have, that's like every year we have these really long deliberation podcasts where we go through like a hundred different topics because, or different genres and categories, because it just gives us an excuse to really celebrate a whole bunch of different shows. It's something that I wanted last year because uh, there was some really cool romance shows out that seat that year, which like Tada Tada Never Falls in Love. Shows like that just completely got snuffed out by all the big hit shonens and action shows because who's gonna who's gonna you know who's gonna vote for that? They're gonna vote for the big popular shows, not you know giving these other shows their due for what they do well, which is these particular categories. So. Really happy those got they got a lot of those back. Um, unfortunately, this year wasn't really strong on the romance, so it, it you know wasn't as and desired as it was last year to have a romance show. So, anyways, not really going to go into huge detail about the events, but uh, it was really cool. They had outside of the awards themselves, they had the reveal for their fall season, which is uh, they that time I got reincarnated as a slime season two. It was really cool. They had a lot of staffers on there from the production group who got on there and kind of introduced the fact they were doing it. And, of course, Crunchyroll will probably be streaming that as well. Uh, they also revealed a trailer for So I'm a Spider, So What? Which I think technically was the same trailer we've seen, like, what, <laughs> five months ago? But it was cute to have some English titles on there and and, and uh, presenting it to the populace who aren't keeping up on the anime news like we do uh yeah I, I think the the other thing that i really appreciate at, over time is that it seems like every year they're getting the japanese industry more involved so you do have like 
when they presented the best director, they they brought in the uh, the they actually had the director there to you know thank everybody for actually voting for them. Cool. Uh, they had Vinland Saga won something, so they had the producer for uh, Wit Studio was there to thank everybody. The industry award went to uh, Joji Iwata, who is the president and producer of Wit Studio. So he got on there and did a speech, which was really cool. He actually even uh, kind of acknowledged the fact that recently the anime industry has been going through some sorrows and and celebrations. And so they want to kind of continue on and do better things. So it was kind of cool that he technically... <laughs> I can't really think of anything more sorrowful than what happened with Kyoto Animation, so I'm assuming that was what he was referencing. So it, it is kind of nice to see that they, no matter what studio we're looking at, they're all feeling the 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 impact of what happened to Kyoto Animation. So it's something that's kind of kind of live on with them and make them stronger and moving on to the new projects and uh, really celebrating uh, what makes anime so great. So yeah, that was that was cool as well. So. With all that said, like I said, continue keep doing what you're doing, Crunchyroll. You're you're getting better every year. Don't listen to naysayers. Everybody's gonna think that everything is cringe because you're being goofy and you're not allowed to be goofy. <laughs> Just keep doing what you're doing. I think I think they're definitely improving. There are certain aspects of the judging side that, you know, I would critique, but I, I think overall every year, like I said, it's just they're getting they're improving and improving, and I think that's a good sign, so it's never going to be perfect for everybody, though. So, so let's 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 examine some some topics here. I'm gonna we're gonna go ahead and go through all these things. Like I mentioned earlier, Joji uh, Wada, the president of What Studio, got the industry icon, which I think is totally deserved, uh, especially with things here recently like uh, Cabinary of the Iron Fortress, um, uh, Vinland Saga, of course, Attack on Titan have been just absolutely uh, game changing for the world of anime recently with um, quality of animation and action and everything like that. So, and and storytelling, just like I said, I've, I've said several times the improvements they did to the um, storytelling in Attack on Titan has been fantastic. It's like I said before, anime version of it's just ten times better. So, yeah. So I guess to hit the really easy ones here quickly. We had Best OP, which was given to Mob Psycho One Hundred. I would, <laughs> my taste, I would disagree, but uh, the runner-ups was, of course, Carolyn Tuesday's opening, uh, Kiss Me by Night. Domestic Girlfriend. Huh? I would have went with Domestic Girlfriend. Yeah, Domestic Girlfriend's OP. We had Fire Force's OP, which I believe is the first OP, I think. Inferno by Miss Green Apple. Uh, we had Touch Off by Uberworld, which was the Promised Neverland, which is also fantastic. Uh, I agree with Chris. Domestic Girlfriend's OP was, was great as well. And then Vinland Saga's OP, which was the, uh, I believe, the first one. It's uh, Mukanjo by Survive the Prop. No, I think that's the second one. No, that was the first one because the second one was uh, Man with Mission, I believe. I mean, they're all pretty solid. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not downplaying the other ones. It's just that one's the one that I would have picked. That was the other great thing that I kind of wanted to point out was that this was like the first year where I couldn't. Th- yeah, there was like one or two here and there, which we'll probably laugh at them in a little bit. Or those little oddball shows that kind of popped up for some reason, which I'm assuming is because somebody really did feel passionately about that, which is perfectly fine. Uh, this is all, of course, you know, 
multiple judges who different have different tastes. But I mean, <laughs> looking at the previous years when you go through the uh, nomination nominations, and there was a lot of them that were like, "No, I would never put this in there." This year, it's like there's rare one or two, but overall, like this, every one of these is like, yeah. These are all good shows. These are all great options here. So it was like, for the first time, I'm not upset at all about the nominations that we end up coming with up with in the end. And I think that's indicative to, uh, again, you're going to have still people that will forever think that Crunchyroll is the worst thing ever. But the first time ever that I'm not really seeing much criticism online about it. Everybody was really happy about what ended, what ended up coming out. Yeah, they're probably still upset that theirs didn't win, but the nominations themselves was positively received, which is great. So, yeah, I um, for this particular one, I would probably say Vinland Saga's opening, just because I kind of agree with um, <laughs> a, a song that I listen to all the dang time is a good sign that it's a really good OPRP or ED. And uh Myungkyo from Survive to the Prophet I've listened to way too many times. Of course I've listened to Inferno a lot and I've listened to Touch Off way too much. I've listened to uh 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 Domestic Girlfriends OP way too much. Here recently I've been listening to pretty much the entire soundtrack for uh for Carol on Tuesday. Unfortunately for me and it ended up winning uh I've listen to mob psychos once and never again so again different tastes you skipped over uh, the ed altogether i figured you were just no, doing op first i just <laughs> kind of getting confused here uh but yes eds we had uh nominations were for hold me now uh which is for carol on tuesday we had fire forces ed which is veil by kina suda which i think is the first i don't i don't remember yeah, I think that was the first one. I think, yeah. Uh, Stand by Me, which is by Peggy's for the Sarazan Mai, which is fantastic as well. Dorodo's ED, which is Sayonara Gekko by Amazarashi, which was a fantastic one as well. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna skip and go. <laughs> Vinland Sagas, torches, uh, torches by Aimer, which is incredible, and then of course the incredible uh, Chika Chika by Konami Kahara, which is the Kaguya-sama Love is War 82, which I'm going to say probably Chika Chika, but I want to say that I really liked the ED to Dororo, but I do know that I loved the OP to Dororo, and now just realizing that the OP is not in the the OPs. (laughs) That was one I fought for, too. That was one that I fought for. There was a lot of good OPs and EDs this year, so or last year, so... Uh, but all these are great. I, I love the Peggy's from uh, Sarazan Mai. I loved um, um, Finland Saga's ED. Of course, I always love Aimer. Uh, just a special place in my heart for Aimer. Uh, Amaterashi with Dororo was great as well. But I think the... I'm really happy that Chika Chika won from Kaguya's Love is War because it was a... It was a phenomenon when it happened. Like, none of these other EDs, OPs, none of them was a storm on the internet like the Chica Chica one. And they released it prior to the actual episode airing it because they were doing it as a promo for the Blu-ray. And 
once it kind of hit and everybody seen it, it just took off. We were, of course, was debating the entire time if it was hand-drawn or if it was CGI with her dress because of how incredibly animated it was, little dance sequence. It was just a, it was a cool little phenomenon. But again, going back to my previous statement of songs that I listen to all the time, every, every time I want to smile, I will turn on that song and watch it on, 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 on Crunchyroll or something like that, but... For a song that I listen to a lot, it, it's it's Aimer for Vinland Saga or it's um, Peggy's for uh, Saturdays Online. Those were just songs I listened to over and over and over and over again. So, still, like I said, incredible list, definitely fantastic list of of songs. Uh, best drama, we had Babylon, which I think, if anything, that was probably the best place for Babylon to go, even though. I pushed for it in anime of the year. There was actually, I, I think the anime of the year was the only cont- uh, list that I think my favorites did not make it into. I think in every other list, something that I pushed for, at least one thing I pushed for made it in the list. But the anime of the year was the only one that my main ones I was pushing for did not make it. So that gives you an idea that even the judges don't get what they want. <laughs> but yes, uh, drama, we had Babylon, Fruits Basket, The Promised Neverland, Carol and Tuesday, Stars Align, and Vinland Saga. Now, we joked about this when we were talking in our deliberations that technically, if I were to give Stars Align anything, it would probably be drama. Because it's just full of drama. But it wasn't really that great of a, a show in the end, unfortunately. Unfortunately, because I wanted that to be a good show. I would probably... Because that that's a tough one. I mean, this this particular list, I don't know that I would. I mean, Fruits Basket's the only one that I personally like, but as far as a drama, not so much. Not even Carolyn Tuesday, which is my other favorite. All the other ones are just psychological horror. I mean, well, maybe Vinland Saga, but that's more of a actiony type show. So. I don't know. I I would almost forego on this one. I mean, yeah, I think I think the the biggest ones that I would say is good drama. Like I said, Stars Line is a drama, but it's not a good drama in my opinion. Just because it felt like it was very pushed. Like, oh, suddenly out of now, now all the kids have uh, abusive parents. Every single one of them, and there's a lot of kids. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Vinland Saga technically is a solid drama. It's a very period piece war drama, but it is a drama. Fruits Basket is uh, very heavy drama. Uh, it's not. It's not. Uh, yeah, it's technically abusive at times <laughs> drama, but it is is very. Uh, it's very about you know family and friends and and um, finding joy kind of drama, which I think is fantastic. And the, the, just the experience that they've gone through are very dramatic. And the Promise Neverland is very fantastical drama, but the drama is there and what they're going through. So, uh, it's, it's, it's Babylon for me. I don't know if that's surprising to anybody, <laughs> but uh, well, Vinland Saga, Vinland Saga did win, which I think is deserving just because it was just actually surprising because Vinland Saga is one of those shows that I, I know it was, it has a fandom and I know it was popular, but I thought Amazon killed it. I really did think Amazon killed it. And to hear that people support it so much was a huge surprise to me. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say that Fruits Basket would have been where I would have went, but yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. 
so fantasy fantasy best fantasy we had uh sentence of bookworms yay that was like the only thing i was able only category i think i was able to get a sentence of bookworm in so uh sentence of a bookworm got into there for fantasy attack on titans season three part two i'm specifically saying part two for a reason uh sada's on my astro lost in space demon slayer Kimetsu no yaiba and the promised neverland just seems like somebody was desperate to get promised neverland into everything it was huge, dude. <laughs> the Promised Neverland, Demon Slayer are the only two that I'm not surprised that they're in a lot of lists because those two just had huge acceptance of the community. So it doesn't surprise me too much. There's a, there's a lot of shows that pop up in the previous years that I was like, yeah, I didn't hear about I talk about that one, but sure, I'll say that it's a good show. But again, judges all have different tastes. So, um, I think technically Demon Slayer probably would have been the stronger one, but I would have probably, out of just pure bias, went with Bookworm. So, yeah, Bookworm for me, uh, easily Bookworm for me. That was the, and now that really does suck because I love Demon Slayer, I love Astro Lost in Space, I love The Promised Neverland, but none of those can top a sentence of Bookworm. So, but yes, uh, Promised Neverland won, and deservedly so. I'm not upset about that at all. So, again, another category that none of that really bothered me that that existed and what one didn't bother me either. Uh, comedy, we had Agretsuko Season 2. I don't know. That's another one that I don't see anybody talking about. For some reason, every year it pops up in there. I think it was a winner of a few categories last year. And it's like, okay, there's a fandom there. I don't. I haven't heard of them. I haven't spoken to them. But there's a fandom out there for Agretsuko. Um, it's like a quartet. We had My Roommate is a Cat, How Heavy Are the Dumbbells You Lift, Kaguya-sama, I Love is War, and Sada's on My. Is it a, is a contest at all for you? No. Obviously, My Roommate is a Cat. No. That wasn't really a strong comedy. That's that's one of the weird ones. Like, I Well, that's like Sada's on My. Not really a comedy. Not sure why it's in there, but somebody got a kick out of it, so it ended up in there. Won't judge nobody for it. Yeah, it's Kaguya Summer's Love is War, and it's the one that won, so I would yeah, pick this, that's my pick as well. So it's the one that I I I'm I'm like, yeah, I yep. agree. <laughs> now I would have liked to see Hadori Butchu in there somewhere, but you know, we can't all get what we want, unfortunately. Hadori Bochi. Bochi Des. Uh English voice actors went to Naofumi's English voice actor, Billy Kometz. Don't know who that is, but congratulations. Uh, Japanese voice acting. I I pushed Aimagase on this one because Aimagase in Babylon was incredibly voice acted. I wasn't even against the idea of having uh, Saudi Hayama Hayami, who was uh, Shinobu from Demon Slayer. I wasn't really bothered too much about uh, pushing that one as well when that one came up. Uh, we also had Isabella from Promised Neverland. Uh, say for Bruno for Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Golden Wind and Rio from uh, Sarazan Mai and then Dr. Stone Senku Yus- Yusuke was in there as well. And see, I could have gone one from Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. So I definitely could have gone with, um, like you were saying, I say I could have gone with the Demon Slayer girl. I because I think both of them were fantastically done. 
The funny thing is, is this is one of those that it's like all that people seen was JoJo and clicked it. It it almost seems like that. I want to go and watch this just to go and find out what the heck is so amazing about this person that everybody either that or it's JoJo. Well, the unfortunate thing is that it's getting to the point now where it's almost like people who don't like fate because of type Moonies. I'm having the same issue with just yeah. Star Adventures. I don't, I don't want to watch it much lately, especially like right now. I, and I'll get out of this phase, but I get in these phases where I see too much of this. If it's not JoJo, I don't care. You guys don't ex- acknowledge JoJo. Why don't you acknowledge? And it was it, you could see it in the in the Crunchyroll Awards too. And it's like you almost make me not want to watch it just because of that. That it, it's really frustrating how. Very yeah, dismissive there was of anything there was, that's not JoJo. There was it, a time that me. there was a time that I do I want to watch it. Yeah, it, there there was a time that I I actively wanted to go and watch this show, but I have been so turned off by this, it's not even funny anymore. And he's probably a really fantastic character. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I haven't watched it. I don't know how well he did, and if he did a fantastic job, that's great. Th- I've and that, heard that, that, that was that he's a great character and did fantastic that season. And I hope to watch it someday. But and that that is exactly my point. Is I don't. I I'm so frustrated by the whole Jojo thing that I don't know if it's really that character is really that good because of slash Jojo or because they're actually a good character or a good voice actor. Yeah. I could actually give you reasons why the butterfly girl or the, I I can't think of her name at the moment or I Maga say, I, I absolutely, I was absolutely, um, Blasting how much that third episode was amazing because of I Magase, and it was all about the the voice actress selling that moment. I could talk about the Grimgar fantasy and Ash. I could tell you the single most influential moment that a voice actor made that moment. Oh, that's like the uh, the outburst in um, what was that uh, when Supernatural about. Battles came commonplace. Yeah, that very that was an absolutely show that had no conclusion to it. Very run of the mill magical show with you know a club show mixed with a magical show. But this one the scene was like, came through that what scene. the hell is this doing in this show? It was an incredible and scene. That, and that's my that's my point is that is different from slash supernatural battles become commonplace. That means that character is the greatest uh, voice actor ever. No, 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 no. You, you, you're getting it backwards. But like I, like I was going to mention, is I have heard from level-headed fans that that was a, a, a credible character. So I'm not saying that it doesn't. No, yeah, it, and so. that, that that that's what I'm saying. It's it's it, I'm not. I that's why I want to go and see. That's the only reason I want to see who this character is. Yeah. Best couple. Now, this one was probably the f- besides Sarah's on my, which I'm like didn't really see that as a comedy, but that's fine. This was probably the first point which I was like, "What the hell? Why was this nominated?" So we had uh, in the nominations we had uh, Baki and Kuzue from Baki, which kind of really want to watch that show. Uh, I don't know why I haven't yet. Uh, in Given, what was Malfumi? Uh, Malfumi. <laughs> Mafuyu and uh, Rizka, uh, Rizka from Given, uh, Rika and Shun from O Manager's Have a Season, uh, Kaguya and Miyuki from Kaguya Lo- Sama Love is War, 
and uh, Ryu and Mabu from Sarah's on Mai and Ymir and Historia from Attack on Titan Season 3. Now, here is my frustration here is Ymir and Historia didn't really exist in this 2019. It was Attack on Titan Part 2, which was separate from Attack on Titan Season 3 Part 1. Part 1 had Ymir and Historia's story, which I loved. I love them. I love that pairing. But that was in 2018, way, like, like a year and a half before uh, Part 2 even aired. So why Ymir and Historia ended up on here, I don't know. I guess people don't understand that there are Part 1s and Part 2. They're different seasons or different showings, but that's fine. Let them have it. It's it's perfectly fine. But yeah, the, the easy one here. I mean, I do think Rika and Shun from Omega and Your Savage Season was an adorable couple. But technically, we only got maybe an episode at the most of them together, which was probably the best of the show. But we had entire core of Kaguya and Miyuki, which made that easily the pick for me. Yeah, so. Megana girl or the main For couple? what? Oh, Maidens. That would be the club president who yeah. did not want lewdness and then ends up with the boy who is just absolutely pure. I might, I, I, if it was the main couple, I probably would have leaned a little bit heavier on that one. But yeah, I'm going to go with Kaguya-sama, even though, because my bias is showing on this one, I love those two. They were cute. just too adorable. <laughs> so yeah, they, the Kaguya-sama won, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that. Uh, best fight scene. Now, this is another one that I will have a, fr- I, I'm going to express a frustration as well, but I don't, again, don't mind what ended up on here. But uh, we had uh, Im- uh, Emperor Crimson with Metallic from Desert Bizarre Adventure, Golden Wind. Uh, Mob versus uh, Tweetshiro from Mob Psycho Season 2. Uh, Thorfinn and Thorkill for Vinland Saga. Levy versus Beast, Ma- uh, Beast Titan, uh, Attack on Titan Season 3. Tanjiro vers- and Nezuko versus Rui from Demon Slayer Kimitsu no Yaiba. And finally, Ushiwakamaru and Tiamat. Versus Tiamat in Fate Grand Order, Demonic Front, Babylonia. Okay. So let me, let me go through these. Uh, unfortunately, again, haven't watched JoJo. I've heard great things about that particular fight. So I'll leave that be. Mob Psycho Season 2. This is my biggest frustration. I fought so hard. I... Because, I, I, again, it's it. I, I guess I can't really get into details of it. But I pushed very hard... On two fights that year. And that was Tanjiro and Nezuko versus Rui with uh, Demon Slayer Kimitsu Yaba. That fight blew up the internet. That's how incredible that fight was. That people were screaming at us. I was getting PMs of people going, DMs and people going saying, have you watched this episode yet? And I'm like, crap, I haven't. I'm, I'm a little bit behind. I haven't got caught up yet. And I'm like, crap, I gotta get caught up because everybody's just, the internet is blowing up about this fight. And it was everything I was building it up to because I got so excited about I need to cut it off. Of course, I didn't know why. I just knew people said, this is an incredible episode. I didn't know why. I didn't know it was a fight. And the fight was absolutely beautifully animated. The music, the character emotions that was happening at the moment, seeing some flat, some um, some visions of, of Nezuko with the mother, uh, Tanjiro with the father. All this stuff led up to like this really incredibly... Um, produced fight. So 
I'm glad that got in there. <laughs> but my other one that I was pushing for was Mob Psycho 100 with uh, the one of the antagonists. His name, I think, was Rue. Ryu uh, was fighting, like, 15 people, I think it was. Like, all at the same time. And he's teleporting all over the place. I showed Chris a clip of it because it was so awesome. That fight was absolutely beautifully done. It, the animation was incredible. The choreography was beautiful. Um, just every single step-by-step step that was happening was beautifully done. Drawn, animated, and everything. It was a beautiful fight. Enough that I wanted to drag Chris in here to watch it. The one that gets picked from Mob Psycho 100 is Mob vs. Toichiro, which I'm fine with, but it ends up just being an animation vomit. It wasn't It wasn't crafted. It wasn't beautifully animated. It wasn't beautifully choreographed. It didn't have multiple levels to it. It was just explosion blocks and, and wavy, you know, Super Saiyan mode. It wasn't really that awe-inspiring to me. So that was my frustration was like, you guys had an opportunity to get the best fight from that series. It wasn't Mob versus some random guy with superpowers. It was this fight over here that was really well done. But that's just, again, my opinion. That's what I was fighting for. And I'm perfectly fine animation-wise with that existing. So We we discussed the idea of Levi versus the Beast Titan as well. It's like, I... The while there it was is, very, it was yeah. it was a cool moment, but it was very quick. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> it was what, very, was and it was really, like super. It, it was like, the build up to that, and and that's and that's one of those things. Is like, is there a difference between hype and and actual? I mean, and that was the other frustrating thing is that was technically one of the most, uh, I guess. Granted, tech, Attack on Titans not like grounded in reality. I mean, you do have these Titans and everything, but it always felt kind of grounded in physics. It always felt like these people were in a believable environment. And to have, again, I love Levi, but to have Levi jump on there and start doing like this crazy psycho, like man of a hundred arms slashing attack, it was like, this is like one of the most un like goofy Dragon Ball moments for a very kind of grounded and very uh, gritty show. But still, I, I was I was incredibly excited to, for that particular moment. That was a pinnacle point in the manga, and I was super excited to see it adapted. And I loved it still. But it was like, I, w- I had to go back and watch it because I'm like, oh, let me rewatch it to see if this is a something I would want to push along with the other judges. And when I watched it, I'm like, it was actually really quick. Like we're talking like 10 seconds. It was a very quick fight. So it was kind of a letdown. But that's the same as the, when I was looking through all the, the Vinland saga uh, fights, they're more about the moment. They're not so much about the, now the animation, whenever it does have motion and they are swinging each other, it's really incredible. But I never had a fight in Vinland saga where I'm like, this one needs to be on the list. It was just a lot of really kind of cool moments that, they almost cut short a lot of the time. Like Thorkel versus, um, I guess Thorfinn's fight was 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 very short. Askeladd's fight with his brigade was a really quick fight, technically, but it has a lot of cutaways as well. So I'm fine though. Uh, I did want to joke though. <laughs> if you're going, it, we're going back to the previous one. I'm, I'm digging up this old thing again with the with the. Um, and I'm I'm saying a lot of this in jest. Don't take it too seriously, but. 
I'm going to drag back in the best couple. We mentioned Ymir and uh, Historia. If you're going to if you're going to include part one that was in 2018 of Attack on Titan, then I would have if I known that I would have suggested Levi versus Kenny. Yeah, that was a freaking awesome fight, and they even showed it when they went when they were showing when they were talking to. Uh, I think when they were when they were doing the um, the uh, industry award. Or something. For some reason, they they showed some clips of uh, Levi in that particular fight, where suddenly out of nowhere, like all of the other members of Kenny's brigades all attacking him, and he's freaking sliding over and jumping off all this stuff, and he's sliding down this roadway, and it's like, holy crap! This is like the incredible stuff that they do with this uh, this navigation gear, the, the navigation gear, their little pulley system going through all these. Uh, streets and stuff like that. It was absolutely incredible. And then going into the bar and then hiding behind the desk and then uh, throwing the item out and them shooting it and just taking out tons of them and him just screaming at Kenny the entire time. It was just a fantastic fight full of anger and everything. So, yeah. Is that it? Did I, did I go over all of them? Yeah, I think I did. The winner was was uh, Tanjiro and Nezuko versus Rui, which which I am super super happy about so cool stuff there i was i was very happy with that best score this one had attack on titan season three commencement of yaiba or demon slayer joseph bizarre adventure carol on tuesday dr stone the rising of the shield hero which i think for this one as much as i love sawana hiroyuki that's recycled i would be i would be annoyed by that I would want something new from it. It's like it's like uh, Suwana Hiroyuki, which it, it's it's got its flavor. I definitely agree with that. I, I guess he's they pretty much established their music in in Attack on Titan, so I do I do technically agree on that. That's almost like the whole thing with an I'll Know Zero with the second season is you kind of establish these tracks and you're kind of in that same motion, it, but it's still absolutely incredible music that he does for oh, the yeah. show. There was nothing wrong with the music. It's just. The frustrating thing I had was that technically we didn't watch we got we watched Carol on Tuesday pretty late. So I fully acknowledge Carol on Tuesday in this nomination list now because we just absolutely love the music for that. Um but I think my push when this was going on was Shield Hero. I think Kevin Pinkin's music for Rising the Shield Hero was just phenomenal. So I think that would be my pick. I would have picked Carol on Tuesday, but but that's the other thing is like is is the performances the score? Yep. Yeah, you think so? I Carol think Tuesday it's. Won, I think is, it's. I think it's pretty much a. I think the score is just the general uh, music. I don't know if the, well, it would be what Ma, well in this particular case, Maki did Maki go around and instrument all of these music musical scores that these people did. Yep. Or did they go do the background? Hey, make music. a song for this show. If it's the background music, that's why they typically know. call a score as the person. Yeah, that's I, working I, on I the got you. Music. So I got you because that's why the that's how you look at all those. I I got you. I don't I don't know. But, it, but still, even the scores in the show outside of the performances was really good. They have a lot of really cool jazz um, acoustics that were playing throughout the entire show. I did enjoy it, but if 
that is kind of a, a concerning thing that did Carol on Tuesday win because of the music yeah. throughout the show, the ambient music, or did it win because love the performances? Like every person's song on that show was fantastic. I loved it. So I would, I would, I would ask the same yeah. question. I, I think that that's probably, I mean, you got a music show. It's probably going to be automatically con- considered that that's all part of the score. So yeah, I would agree. Yeah, sure. Uh, best character design, we had uh, Carol on Tuesday, we had Dodo, we had Dr. Stone, we had Kaguya-sama, Love is War, Sada's on Mai, and Vinland Saga. I honestly didn't really have a huge draw to character design, but I think in this particular case, I was really pushing for Vinland Saga and Dodo. I think Dodo, because of what the character designer managed to do with the original work and kind of modernizing it. And I thought a lot of the characters look fantastic in this new design and Vinland Saga, just for like the, I think the overall aesthetic that they managed to build in uh, this world of Vikings into an animated format was, was incredible as well. So yeah, I probably would have went Carolyn Tuesday or Dororo. Both of those were really kind of my favorites this year as far as character design itself. I did like Dr. Stone's uniqueness. I will say mm-hmm. that. But there was some designs that I'm like, if you're supposed to be a bunch of kids, why do they look like all like level or not level, like uh, 40-year-old muscly men on one side of it was a little bit goofy. But that's technically the design of the the creator so i won't criticize too much but um yeah 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 dot dot one which is pretty fantastic i'm happy dot dot one something <laughs> i'm just i it, that is one of those ones that i've kind of blown away because it like i said the judges is not a one man game like i said i but the two favorites that i had the year didn't even end up on the animated list uh, other year list yeah i don't i i can't but, even think of what my favorite would have been last year but i i know it probably wouldn't have been any of those it was surprising to see Dororo on there, though. Like, yeah. to see that somebody else enjoyed it. And obviously somebody else enjoyed uh, Babylon because that managed to make a few lists as well. So, And I said a bookworm. Seeing that on there as well. So, Best animation. This one was Attack on Titan Season 3, Fate Grand Order, Absolute Babylon, Absolute Demonic Front Babylonia, uh, Sado's on Mai, Vinland Saga, Mob Psycho 100, and Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba. I would have went with Demon Slayer, but Demon Slayer. Technically, I would. I didn't watch Mob Psycho, and I know that that supposedly has great animation. Vinland Saga had some really incredible moments as well. I do agree that. Um, I will say that Fate Grand Order, Absolute bon- Absolute Demonic Front Babylonia, uh, surprises me. I am very surprised by how well Cloverworks is doing. The only thing that takes it down for me for. Vinland Saga and Fake Grand Order is technically I do cringe a lot with the CGI, especially here recently with Babylonia having a gigantic uh, demon thing floating over the ocean that looks like a gigantic way too obvious CGI monster. Tiamat was fully CGI, which was frustrating as well. They're just a lot of that stuff is is kind of brings it down. Attack on Titan had this that issue as well. Had a lot of CGI that they were using. Football is like the only one that seems to know how to hide it. Granted, they failed miserably with uh, uh, Lancelot in 
Fate Zero, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> They've come a long ways. So, yeah, the best went to Mob Psycho, which I'm not I'm not frustrated about, but I easily think that there was better out there. But I do, I do love what they do. I just think it's too sketchy. Whereas I think the other contenders were more clean and and willing to use their their art style better. But that's again purely taste. So, best director we had uh, Attack on Titan season three director Babylon uh, Babylon's director Carol on Tuesday Mob Psycho one hundred two. Sarazan Mai and Vinland Saga. So. Carolyn Tuesday for me. Um, this is frustrating because they each did something incredible. Except for Sarazan Mai. I, I was very disappointed by that show, but I'm always disappointed by Kuni uh, uh, Hikahara. Don't, I'm not a fan of his. It's not a big deal. If you love him, that's, that's fantastic. Uh, Vinland Saga, they managed to re- create that world so faithfully and I think they did a beautiful job a lot of beautiful scenes in there uh, Carol and Tuesday I agree was was another fantastic work by him which I thought was was great to see him come back so strong I really wasn't I really was going to that show thinking I was going to be disappointed and I was not uh, but Babylon just so many scenes in that sold that for me like the whole Ayamagase interrogation scene sold that on me so i am really between babylon and vinland saga i think it's more babylon for me though which because the work they did adapting that the cliffhangers every episode that made me just crave more he adapted that so well so but attack on titan <laughs> attack on titan wins so uh but that, 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 not frustrated by that again as well it, just because the work they're doing adapting that manga into something much better than what the manga is. Like it's 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 way exceeding the source material, phenomenally. So they're doing an incredible job. I hope they continue to do that. So and of course the most the most contended category, best girl, we had Carol from Carol on Tuesday, Emma from The Promised Neverland, Nezuko from Demon Slayer, we had Chika from Kaguya-sama Love is War. Uh, Kohaku from Dr. Stone and Raftelia from The Rising of Shell here. Like, I would be perfectly fine with all these. I think those are... <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I'm really saying, great. I'm list. backing up to think, which now, one do I love? <laughs> technically, our... Probably our fate... Well, my... My biggest pick would probably be... That's not in this lid would probably be... Um, what's her face from A Sin of the Bookworms? Yeah. Definitely got robbed in this category. I'm not surprised because, again, that's a show that really nobody only, else watched. Only we watched. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I think these are all like really good picks. I, I think, think. I think. I think she's going to be a slow burn. Somebody sooner or later, everybody's going to slowly re- realize how much they love her. I, I, I don't know. I'm. I. I have at least. I can come down to at least two. I'm. I, I think I'm leaning towards Nezuka though. But Raftelia is really close because I love was, them. Nezuko was adorable. I, I love Chika or Chika, and I love uh, uh, Carol. I love Kohaku, Emma. Yeah, I mean, what I like, what I seen of her, I, I liked her. But yeah, it's probably going to be Nezuko. Again, they're all incredible. I, I think it, for me, if I were to narrow it down to like the two contenders for me for this list would probably be between Nezuko and Raftilia. 
and it's funny because with Nezuko, it's just sister want to protect, but protect the sister protects. <laughs> she's so adorable, and yet she's vicious when it comes to saving the lives of those around her. I love how they added in that whole element that she was kind of uh, subliminally taught that any human is is a is a family member, and how she how she acts on that is incredible. But Raftelia just kind of creeps over just because Raftelia was like this. She's like, was, was, she starts cute, so cute, and then turns into, again, like with Nezuko, she protect, she's like this warm thing that just brings, uh, uh, Naofumi out of the darkness every time he falls into it. She was like this shining moment of the show. Like, well, I'm being frustrated by the whole, like, criminalizing him over and over again she's this kind of light that comes in and kind of drags him out of it moment so and every time they did that it was was absolutely incredible so it, it would go probably towards raftelia for me but they're all yeah like chica i love chica she's so she's so cute she just brightened my day every time i watched it but yeah so raftelia one and it was so funny because I, d- I don't want to read too much into it but it was so funny the people on the stage being surprised by raftelia winning it's like you really you guys you guys do you guys not do you guys not internet? <laughs> do you guys not community? <laughs> like Raftelia was like the world when she exists. Now, I maybe it was probably because they were surprised that Nezuko didn't win, which I I agree. Nez, you'd assume that Nezuko probably did win because the whole Demon Slayer kind of fandom that took over, but it's really hard to really gauge the community on between those two. Like it, it is really hard to gauge. Because they were both, like, the talk of the town when they were existing. But I, I think that Raftelia probably edged out just because of the whole uh, raccoon girl. Love raccoon girl kind of thing. So, I don't know. I don't know. Best boy, we had Bruno, again, from Joseph Bizarre Adventure. Making another appearance. We had Kanata from Astro Lost in Space. We had Mob from Mob Psycho 100 Season 2. Uh, Hiyakumaru from uh, Dororo. We had uh, the Machio guy somehow ended up on there from how heavy dumbbells you lift. Because <laughs> he's just that awesome. Tundra. I mean, come on. <laughs> it was kind of funny. He was probably one of the best moments of that show. Uh, Tanjiro from Demon Slayer was the last one. So This one's another hard one for me. Like I, I, I think that I pushed Hiyakumaru a lot. I think I pushed Kanata a lot, too. But Tandro was one of those ones where I, I assumed he was going to get nominated, so I didn't bother. <laughs> but in the end, it's like one of those things where it's a mixture between Hyakumaru was just an incredible character. Kanata from Master Lost in Space was like, he just had so many great moments in that series of just trying to pull people together and people not realizing what he's doing and the impact that he has on people. He just was a lot of heart. And then all he was. But you, the sacrifice is the later part. It really is what kind of digs it in but Tanjiro is just a good boy <laughs> so he just deserves to win that's that's, that's, that's a, yeah I can't not vote for him he's such a good yeah. boy <laughs> your pick I I would probably go with Tanjiro Tanjiro uh, yeah. but I could give it to the Jojo guy because you know seeing as how I technically I'm, I'm sure it I'm is gonna Jojo I'm gonna get a lot of hate for for if you pick anything insane, else it's just anything a JoJo negative reference. of Jojo so if you, if you if you pick anything else it's just a Jojo reference <laughs> uh best antagonist this is pretty odd there was one in here that I would critique but oh but this is a pretty good list besides the one that I would critique um 
but yeah, I Magase, which I think was probably all me. Awesome. I would have I would have given that one absolutely. And I, I'm gl- I don't know. Overhaul maybe acknowledging I Magase, which was great. I the moment he acknowledged, it, I was like, "Yay, thank you. Somebody acknowledges her." Uh, I think he was kind of pointing out like the the difference between like if you're looking for just a really good written uh, bad guy, he was he was like I'd choose Isabella. She was just a really fantastically written character. And then he's like, but if you're just looking for somebody that's just pure bad evil, <laughs> I'm <Ayamaga laughs> saying I'm like yes, yes, yes. We 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 we're connecting right there. But uh, I I would yeah. not have put Angela up there. No yeah, way, no way, criticism. shape or form. That's my uh-uh. criticism. I do not think she's an antagonist at all. She's a rival. Yes. She was not an antagonist character. At, there was at no point that she was pushing against the main characters. An antagonist has has to at least, like, I guess... Put up some kind of a roadblock yeah, or like something. Yeah, like, put up something, put up a fight, push back, she uh, did. bring down, attack she, the main... and The protagonist... Yeah, she, she was, was a frustrated. Rival. She was frustrated with him, but it was more of a rivalry thing. Than the antagonist anyway. would have been maybe the mom, but yeah, definitely the guy. The guy that was working with the mom, the the uh, the, the super ling, uh, police pole pole linguistic. I don't know polling twist. I don't know <laughs> the bad guy with the mom. <laughs> he would be an antagonist because he was literally using like. Everything he could to bring things down in that in that, in that world, but they Angela were really not. more antagonists of the world, not necessarily them. Right. But Anyways, Angela, definitely not. <laughs> I I wouldn't have put Angela on that list. And we had uh, Garo from One Punch Man season two. I wasn't too impressed, but again, the season two was kind of a, a letdown altogether. Uh, Askeladd from Vinland Saga, definitely one I would put up there. Uh, Isabella from Promised Neverland totally support that and overhaul from my hero academia season four i kind of agree with people that i think overhaul is just was a little bit of a letdown he was and, and that's that's the only reason why i i, I lean towards i magase but and he could still have some role to play it's kind of like uh all for one he's probably still gonna have a role to play going forward but i the only reason i would i i i i would even consider him as mostly because of how much of a an absolute threat that he posed. Yeah, he was a let down thing. in the end. That, that but... was the frustrating thing was that he felt threatening. Like the entire, every time he showed up, I'm like, wow, we're going to lose a character on me. Like he, like the, from that first moment, he just blasted somebody. And it was like, holy crap, just by touching him, he just destroyed somebody. And I'm like, wow, I felt like we we're going to lose a character. And I was no spoilers, but he didn't like he, he wasn't that much of a threat in the end. But again, the reason why he wasn't that much of a threat in the end technically was because somebody had a lolly battery on his back. <laughs> lolly battery. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's that's the thing. But no, I am going to say hands down was she was so manipulative and just freaky, like scary freaky. And I love that about she her. She was so awesome. I every love time, her. Every time <laughs> I want to watch vo- that show. <laughs> every time her voice hit my speakers, I'm like, what is she going to mess with next? What is she going to toy with next? And she had this kind of – I was telling Chris about this certain scene that I wanted to show him. And I ended up showing him during our, our review on our, our spoiler segment. And I was like, um, it, it's, it's just crazy how you have a character that is so 
manipulative to the point where every time they speak, you're afraid of what damage they will end up doing and how she had this mindset of almost she had like this broken mindset of like i just want to it's not it's not so much like i want to see things burn but it's the it's the i want to test this theory of evil and not that she said that directly but it almost had that kind of sense of it like is she is she testing the idea of what is good and evil and she's just going down this evil route for that sake it was very kind of cryptive and at the same time kind of unsettling of what what is she after kind of thing so uh Ascalad is another one where it, it it he's almost not an antagonist but he is so that's a, that's a real struggle for me but he's an incredibly written character um so that's kind of a struggle for me and the idea of an, an antagonist he initially seems like an antagonist but he's not necessarily an antagonist character uh isabella is just the perfectly written bad guy so she easily gets a pick from me uh, outside of Ayamagase. Just because, like I said in the review, it's it's one of those bad guys you you understand and you almost can see yourself doing the same thing in their shoes. And that's like the best rote character is a bad guy that you understand 100%. Now that you're not going to go out and kill people, but you understand them. Like you're like, oh, I see why you're doing this. And I kind of see myself in the same shoes if I was in your shoes so or seeing myself doing the same thing in your shoes so really cool really cool character did you say your your pick I'm Agassi oh, okay <laughs> I'm glad I got recognition for her at least uh yeah winner was uh, Isabella which I'm perfectly fine with so uh last one before the big one we have is the best protagonist which was um between Emma from the Promised Neverland Hyakumaru from Dororo Saitama from One Punch Man Season 2. You know that's name recognition only. <laughs> uh, Senku from... No, somebody probably really likes Season 2, so that's fine. I'm, I'm not crit- criticizing them. Uh, Senku from Dr. Stone. Tanjiro from Demon Slayer. And Toru Honda from Fruits Basket. I'm glad she got some recognition as well. So I would go with Toru. I mean, I could swing with Tanjiro as well, but I'd probably just go with to- Toru just because she's cute. Any idea of sticking him more into the best boy category because he's such a good boy? <laughs> yeah. For a protagonist, I'd probably more lean to maybe Hakimaru. He has a great arc overall. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think to- Toru has more going for her than Hakimaru. I mean, eh, both of them have got really solid stories so far. So, And the stunning win is Senku one. <laughs> that one was probably the most surprising out of all of them. It was like... Is he it, just has the he, I, I, I he's know. got what what he's got is he's got the I've got it under control vibe. But wasn't and, Senku in the best boy area too? No, he wasn't in the best boy. I don't know. That's weird. I you, and and I think that's really what it is. The 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 charm to Senku is I've got this under control. Let's do this. That's really 1000%. Yeah, 1000%. Yaku whatever. 1000%. <laughs> Um, and then anime of the year came up. We had a really, really strong list. One that's surprising and maybe one of the more weaker one, but a very strong list. We had Carol on Tuesday, Demon Slayer, Mob Psycho 100 season two, Oh Maze in your Sabbath season, The Promised Neverland and Vinland Saga. I think they're hard. The weakest one is it's surprising that it's on the list, but I still do love the show. Is Oh Maze in your Sabbath season? I don't think it's like 
best of the year contender, but I am glad it got recognition. If that makes any sense. I just think the ending was very, put a pretty nasty stain on it, but it was overall the, the rest of the show was just really good. So yeah. I don't remember. Did we pick Carol on Tuesday? Uh, for our number one. Yeah. Uh, either that or ascendance. I think I was probably more leaning towards Babylon though. Yeah. I, I chose of those ones our first one so this gives you an idea like I said the judges don't always get what they want let's go back to a deliberations podcast what does Andrew say for his top five for 2019 I had number five Kaguya-sama Love is War I'm surprised that didn't make it that's that's a it's not even in the me. list yeah uh, which is my top Carol on Tuesday that made the list that was my fourth uh, that was my fourth Astro Lost in Space was my third, not in the list. Ascendance of Bookworm, not in the list. Babylon, not in the list. So literally my fourth of my top five made it in the list. But I kind of knew Carol on Tuesday was going to make it anyways. So I was only pushing Babylon and Ascendance of Bookworm. And neither one of them made it. So Yeah, my, my number five is Maidens of the Savage Season and Carol on Tuesday. My top three is Bookworm, uh, Takagi-san, and Love is War. None of those are up there. So you at least got two in the list. Aren't you happy? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm absolutely <laughs> thrilled that Mario Kata made it in there. At least Mario Kata made it in there, yeah. <laughs> Do you think that's... that's Well, I guess that technically was the draw. I guess you had... You had, um, you had Machia, the movie, come out. It was received really well. And then you had, like, right after that, her next thing that she went in doing is Omega Savage Season. Do you think the popularity of Omega Savage Season was definitely pushed by that movie? I mean, we were, of course, pointing out that it was Mario Kata. But I think the community as a whole, the anime viewer as a whole, were they inspired by that movie and went right into that? And that's why it catched on so much and then allowed it to become part of this. Of course, you do have this being decided by judges and that could be very well. Those judges are probably going to be very much that, knowledgeable that that is Mario Kata and she did a movie that I watched the previous year. That I would think, I don't know that I'm not going to say that the anime fandom as a whole is uninformed of who Mario Kata is. Um, it's just that the ones who know who Mario Kata is are the ones who are going to follow Mario Kata those that's a different i just think the the majority of the fandom is not going to care i don't exactly. think exactly i don't think they're keeping track of that stuff they're just going shoot demon slayer looks awesome watching that this season they're not really going well what's the entire list and what is what is I the think, big show i think what that is there's, being created by i think that there's a lot of different flavors of the fandom and it's it's really hard i mean the only way to really gauge the fandom as a whole is to be as un I don't want to say unbiased but somebody who is just kind of surfing the all the waves at the same time and it's really difficult to do that yeah uh for me out of this list since mine didn't make it, it would probably carry on Tuesday just because none of my other ones made on yeah this, I so. would I would lean towards Carol on Tuesday it's technically yeah. the one that I liked the most out of those six but I'm perfectly fine with Kimitsu Nayaba winning, so Demon Slayer did win end of the year. I was pretty shocked by that, but at the same time, um, it definitely does deserve it. Like I said, it was, it was a vote, show that I think blew up on the internet more than any of the show. I'd vote for uh, Mario Kata just out of spite, though. 
<laughs> oh, man. I think the only things that I noticed about the Crunchyroll Awards was... Um, it was funny that when they came up with the best animation, they brought up the chat voting, and the chat voting was like literally probably five times more votes than the second option. Demon Slayer was five times more votes than the second option, which was um, what did they have? Uh, what was in the list? It was Mob Psycho and something else. So the chat was majority pushing uh, Vinland Saga, Demon Slayer, and Mob Psycho. And Demon Slayer was five times more than Vinland Saga. That was like two times more than Mob Psycho. And then Mob Psycho wins. <laughs> so it was like one of those. Well, that was a little weird. <laughs> that was one of those weird moments. Okay. Sure. Uh, but it, then there's. You have to understand there is a uh, community, uh, community vote weight versus the judge vote weight. So they don't take entirely the community choice. So. Um, let's see here. The other funny part was, um, Vinland Saga when They did the best drama on Vinland Saga one. It was really cool because they got the director on a video thanking everybody for all their support and for loving Vinland Saga so much. And he, I don't know if this is a mistranslation, but he basically mentions the idea that he's very happy that they're, uh, being able to stream on Crunchyroll. And I'm like, no, Finland Saga was on Amazon. It wasn't on Crunchyroll. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so he he might have just been mentioning streaming as a whole, but he did say Crunchyroll. So I was like, okay, that's maybe he's talking about streaming their awards on Crunchyroll. I don't. I I think he's talking about a show. So that was that was a bit goofy. Um, which is also kind of funny because uh, later on when, um, yeah, I think it was Tristan. When Tristan was on there, I think they were talking about the fact that he didn't watch Carol on Tuesday yet. Because he was on there with um, some other girl that was talking about the best director and best music. And when they did best music, he had mentioned that he hasn't watched Carol on Tuesday. And she's like, well, you should really get on that. And he's like, yeah, I guess I should. And then um, at the very end of it, they were talking about, yeah, he the the actual host uh, was was kind of poking fun at Tristan, too, and saying... Yeah, you should really go uh, watch that. On Crunchyroll, where there's a mu- many amazing shows you can watch right now. And then Tristan's like, uh, but you can't watch that on Crunchyroll. It's not on there. It's on. And they kind of cut him off. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that was staged, but it, it looked natural. And it was really funny. I got a huge kick out of that. Like, but it's not on Crunchyroll. It's on. And then we have to go. What's going on? Let's say, yeah, let's let's continue on. Uh, so that was, that was really good. Man, he was like massively like nervous like he when he held up the best director his his hands like this they were shaking so much he was so nervous he kind of cracked a joke out of it when he first came out there he's like sits down he's like um uh the guy's like man i really like your posture he's like it's only because i'm extremely nervous or something like that and i thought it was just a crack joke i'm like holy crap no he is like extremely nervous so a good on him though he 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 went through it i think that a lot of people would not be able to sit there i think most people see people, like, I mean, us doing this recording, doing it naturally. But we're recording, and you know, twenty thousand some people are listening to us. And then it's it was completely tougher different at first. being in front of some and being in yeah. front of a crowd is completely different. So, and it's the same for him. He's like incredibly natural on the on YouTube and everything, but when he gets on a stage, it's completely different atmosphere. So, good on him for sticking through it. I think everybody on there did pretty well, despite 
being out of their comfort zone, technically. A lot of YouTubers and and bloggers and stuff completely out of their comfort zones on those stages. So, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, um, they had I thought it was really cool having Juji Iwata on the um, out there for the industry award and and thanking everybody on that one, which was incredible. And then um, when they had best of anime, uh, best anime of 2019, they had the producer for uh, Ufootable on there for Demon Slayer. Given his thanks, which was cool as well. So, um, yeah, good good year overall. I thought it was really cool. I think the only real serious critiques I would probably give at this point is get rid of the chip tunes. Dear goodness, get rid of the chip tunes. <laughs> White chip tunes, loud chip tunes too. Uh, was was was. I've just never nasty. been big on chip tunes. All the, the entire awards was nothing but chip tune music, and it was like ugh. Um, and get rid of the chat. You don't need to have the chat behind his head that's scrolling so fast nobody with normal speed of reading would be able to read. I don't I don't even understand the purpose of that being in the background. So that they can see that people are talking? I mean, that's like Twitch twit chat. It's like, there's no point to it. It scrolls so damn fast. It's just people trying to hope somebody sees what they say. It's like, just don't include it. It just looks like a distraction. Yeah, that's just, just my... My don't opinion. you understand? We're important because lots I, I of people other, are talking behind us. <laughs> I think the other issue I kind of have is that um, while I'm super happy that they included more categories this year, they kind of had the same syndrome the Game Awards did, where they had too much focus on fluff, and they even had advertising in there, which was kind of weird, that they decided to take, like, I think, like, five of the categories, maybe six of the categories, was just like a a quick roll in the middle of the show was like, this person won this one, this one won this one, this one won this one. It's like the hope that I have is that the nominees get kind of acknowledgement too. Why only just scroll through the winners of like five categories in a row and then just move on. If that's what kind of the game awards did. And it really frustrated me. They suddenly this one won this, this one won this, this one won this. It's like, well, stop doing the stupid ads for shaving cream or something like that. And do, to talk about the nominations and stuff. I think that's, I think that sit down and talk about the nominations and what they think would win. Hopefully having people on the stage that have an opinion about what would be best. I think it fits better than just kind of scrolling through them, but that's other than that, like I said, the, the ceremony was great. And I, I think they're, I think they're doing so much better going forward. So looking forward to next year. Definitely. So, any closing thoughts on the anime awards? Seems how I didn't watch it. Oh my gosh! Why did I am, you not watch I it? I am a I am a foremost authority on it now. Why would you not watch um, it? I'm going off of what you were saying. I think that there was there's you you could easily take a show if you've got if you've got some of uh, some people who've uh, who've watched that show hype that hype these these nominees up for a little while say. Attack on Titan uh, for the best animation. We've got these these scenes, and then show them in the background. That this is what's going on, and this is all the sakuga that's going on in this particular scene. And that's a that's a little glimpse of it. And then go into Demon Slayer talking about that uh, the the fight between those uh, the the drum guy and 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 uh, Tanjiro, and and how all that scene was played out, and all of the computer uh, uh, generated. Uh, stuff that that was going on in that scene and how they hide it all well hype each one of these up and then that's when you go into that big okay but here's the winner and boom 
then lay it out. Once you've built up that hype and actually place all these against each other as to this is why this one's doing was, was picked. And this is why this one was picked. And this is why this one was picked getting all that out there. When you get to that big finale of this is the winner, it makes it that much more of a payoff. Well, my, my, I was actually thinking of this earlier today is this cool idea of possibly them having um, maybe fans of different shows explain why they like a show so much and just show that really quickly. And or but I but I do agree. I do like the idea that or I, I do want to reemphasize that I do like the idea that they used to be pretty much them on a stage or just in front of a crowd <laughs> going this was picked, this was picked, this was picked, this was picked, this is the winner. And they've transitioned from that to more being more global. They're really, I I cannot express how much it puts a smile on my face when when they go, this was the best anime of the year. And then somebody from Ufootable comes on there and says, says thank you, everybody. Like, it, it makes that connection. Whereas yeah. normally it feels like we're always, it always feels like that idea that, a new season comes out. This corporation called Country Rolls throws a bunch of money at the studio over there. They go, well, okay, here you go. And they hand it over and they don't even look when they pass it over. And they go over here and then they start streaming it to the fans. The fans go, holy crap, I love this show so much. I wish I could support this this industry so much. To now going, this big rabid fandom is going, I love your piece of work. And then Crunchyroll goes, they really loved your piece of work so much they gave you best drama. And then the director goes, well, cool. Can I record a video? Or they, they're probably more Crunchyroll says, hey, can we record a video? But they go, okay, let's record a video. What did this, how does this make you feel? And they go, I'm extremely happy about this. Thank you so much that you guys love this so much. We put so much hard work into it. That connection finally happens. And that just, like I said, puts a huge smile on my face to kind of see that, that acknowledgement from the, from the creators that, that we love it so much. This huge thing that had 11 million votes on it said yours is the best yeah and, and not to mention the fact that what if if this does become a, more of a thing they might actually start to rival each other and try to actually fight for the best yeah yeah yeah, yeah. all right um well even though i said i had a ton of time for community questions ended up taking way too long there so let's move on to the community so we can get some questions done because i totally played up that we we're gonna have a lot of questions so yeah like as usual you can go to uh, uh, talkyspirit.com and go to the top to the forum link and go into our anime questions thread and post your questions so that we can have, have it answered here or you can go to the contest contact us button at the top at talkyspirit.com or just email us tons of ways you can get a hold of us so yeah, for our next first one we have is Sierra says leading questions. But do you guys know about whose annual Black Friday deal? Uh, this would be my second year getting it for two dollars a month. It's a must know for fellow starving college students. Uh, link is to uh, link. I guess if you want to get this link, you can go onto the our forums and find that post by Sierra. No, I wish I did. <laughs> I do now know. This is one of those ones where I think they posted it back, like, yeah, November 28th, and I wish I had seen that post so I could have subscribed for $2 a month for Hulu, but I will try to remember next year so I could do that. But uh, thanks for thanks for sharing that with everybody so they can make sure they catch that next year. 
Uh, Rashawn sent us an email saying, hey, it's Rashawn. Have you guys noticed how big of an a-hole Senku from Dr. Stone is to his father? His dad literally gave him everything he ever needed or wanted, and all he does is talk down to him. I would say that uh, that would be my only downfall for the show. Otherwise, I would say it's one of the best, the season's best Bookworm being another one, of course, thank you for acknowledging Bookworm. <laughs> well, it's natural when you're just as awesome as you can be that everybody look up to you. And so naturally you talk down to people, obviously. He was a jerk to his dad. <laughs> I think I acknowledge that fully. He was a jerk to his dad. Um, his dad deserved it, though. No. Um <laughs> It's one of those things where I think they try to play off just the almost special nature of Dr. Stone or or Dr. Stone, Senku, that he's his mind is always in science, which technically makes his character believable with what he's trying to do now is that he doesn't care about anything but science and so much that he's just neglecting everybody else. And yeah, and ultimately talking down to them. But it, that is a superior complex that he has built based on his knowledge. I, so I kind of – it doesn't bother me too much because of that reasoning. But I can't deny he's a jerk. He can be a jerk. I, but he's I a jerk think to he's everybody a, technically. I, he is. And, and that, that's my what I was getting ready to say is I think that he just has this charm about his, his jerkness. Charm. It, it's, charm. It's, it's one of those – his dad, it's, it's, his it's dad in good love, you know. Died. I, yeah, I'm talking down to you, but you know I love you, right? <laughs> his dad ultimately dies, never hearing his son ever acknowledge anything he ever did, and in the end, still looking down on him. In the end, but yes, you made it charming. to the moon, Dad, and I'm it's talking charming. down to you. But you know I love you, right? <laughs> He's like, yeah, Dad's in space, whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm busy. I love you, no, I'm busy, whatever. Uh, yeah. Thanks for Sean. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that sore spot back. Uh, Anime Dane says, is there any anime that, uh, that one of you found absolutely appalling and the other really enjoyed it? Oh, there's plenty of those. It's usually something that I Unhoppy. like that Andrew... He really loved. <laughs> and I found absolutely... No, I don't think there's... Even in Happy, I don't find a poem. Well, even... But I think that, it's really... And that goes the same same with the 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 horror shows where I'm I'm technically not appalled by it. I just, I don't a strong really, word. Yeah, appalling So I'm just, just going to go with dislike versus dislike. like. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Unhappy, Unhappy was one that he was gaga about. And I'm like, I just don't know. Uh-uh. Not getting it. Even, except for the Tim 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 Tim, I gotta kick out that. Tim Tim. I don't know why. Even though I hate that stupid thing. Um, anything for me? You have any? You have any fire well, back? I well, no. I I I, just, I said the, the kind of more horror-y type shows. I didn't care for the Junji Ito show, and I'm pretty sure you liked it. So I'm trying to find something of the level that you liked unhappy that I liked that. You disliked at the levels I disliked of Unhappy. <laughs> I doubt it. It's just usually I'm he just not, stopped I'm not, watching it. So it's hard bother. to tell. It's just I'm not going to bother. Yeah, that's the frustrating is that he just kind of stopped watching it, so it's hard to really tell. Um, so yeah, there you go. Well, I think that's technically the case for like Babylon. 
to slug my anime of the year, but he dropped because I guess it wasn't as engaging. It was more psychological horror than anything else. Again, not appalling to you. Yeah. But you didn't like it enough to watch it, so I guess that's enough. I don't know. Thanks, Anime Dan. Dane. Anime Dane. I guess it's Anime Dane. Sorry. Um, Jordan writes in and says, Hey, fellas. Tuning in from Australia, and I started listening about three months ago. Thanks for watching over in Australia. Love our Australian listeners. Um, every Australian person I find online are all really, really, really cool people. So there you I go. think they're all upside down. That's why I think they just have they find joy because their toilets go the other direction. That's what it is. <laughs> just wanted to contact you two and give you a massive thanks. We all know work can be quite mundane, but walking around with you two in my ear ooh, that sounds kind of personal. Oh, like earbuds. I got you. Um, has made my, the. Has Does that made mean the that I'm in one ear and you're in the other ear? Or just, just, just ASMR, just, just ASMR in, in his ears? <laughs> I should totally make this podcast episode stereo so that you can hear us talking in separate ears. Always <laughs> uh, mono it, unfortunately. Uh, that, that, you know, I, I, I did actually listen to somebody doing a podcast like, oh my gosh, talk about disorientating. Do they have a stereo with two different Yes. Ways? Yeah, I tried. Oh my well, gosh. See, when, it was when horrible. we first started. Um, I actually tried that, and I edited it, and I tried it, and I was like, no, this isn't working. <laughs> this isn't working. Plus, it makes it more difficult to level the audios unless you have, like, something that's processing as you talk. But anyways, uh, continuing what you're saying here, uh, two in my ears, uh, made the day that uh, – made the days that – made the days that little bit more bearable. I absolutely love the slight banter between you both and the in-depth, non-biased reviews of the animes. Keep it up, boys. Oos. <laughs> uh, yeah, he did say oos at the end he there. He said so oos. There you go. There you go. Feeding the Chris. Thank you so much for doing that. It's just because I'm that awesome. <laughs> no, we're glad we helped with your, your daily mundane days, Jordan. Uh, thanks so much for listening to us for so long. And we hope that you continue to listen to us. Even now. Hopefully you're still listening to us. <laughs> you, got to, you can hear us talk to you about your comment. Uh, Jordan also says... Also forgot to add, on to the end of my first message, I've always typically stuck to anime that involve fantasy and fighting. And only in the last few years have I found myself diving into odd shows, um, into the odd show that caught my eye completely out of the realm. Uh, Rascal does not dream about a girl senpai being an example. I listened to your review of both Future Diary and Promised Neverland and was interested in both immediately, so I checked them out. Future Diary was absolutely epic, and I was truly shocked about how much I loved Yuki and Yuno, uh, not only for their character, uh, but their absolutely crazy relationship. Honestly, I can say that the Promised Neverland would have to now be my all-time favorite anime. I'm just waiting for the moment that he says, I watched this one, though, and it really sucked. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for you to say that you suggested something and you let me down, damn it. Uh, Anyways, uh, I, it will happen just eventually. It just will happen. Just, just, uh, just, get, just, just get it out of the way. It's gonna happen. <laughs> We're gonna suggest something you're not gonna like. It's gonna happen. Every time I see, every time I read those like tweets and stuff that people send me, and it's like, yeah, and you suggest this show, and I went and watched the entire show, and I'm just reading it. And my mind's going, and he's gonna say, "I hate you for making me <laughs> sit through that boring, crappy show." And it's always thankfully positive. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, okay. That's um, because usually the people who we we suggest something to and they watch it and they don't like it, they stop listening to us. This is yeah, all like, based <laughs> on one show. Okay, they 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 may have been following us for five years, but one show does it for them, and they're Can't done with they us. They suggested Crossange. <laughs> Dumb people. It's gonna happen. <laughs> We're gonna have different tastes at some point. It's okay. Anyway. We can be ninety percent together. Jordan continues. Honestly, I can say that Promise Neverland uh, would now have to be my all-time favorite anime. I'm not quite sure what it was about the show, but from the start and uh, from the start to finish, I was absolutely gripped and the emotions it put me through. With all that being said, are there any animes similar to the first of all Future Diaries? More so for the relationship, the characters aspect. What was it Big Order? There you go. <laughs> it wasn't the same creator, wasn't it? It that was, was Future Diaries. Creator. That was creator. the creator. Oh, and, just... And, and and just wait and for bl- the scene. The scene. The scene is the, the, ribbon. the best scene. The ribbon. The ribbon. The grabbing um, the ribbon. Uh, and, let me, let me finish this. and second, promise Liverline for the drama abil- ability to project uh, project emotion onto you. I guess uh, thriller aspect you'd call them, uh, or you call it. Would honestly appreciate it so much. Thank you. Uh, similar to Future Diary. Oh, Darwin's Game. Darwin's Games right now, everybody's basically calling Future Diary the new show. So I don't know that it's going to come to the levels of Future Diary in the end. But it does have that same uh, Yuki Yuno relationship in the show. So again, we haven't watched the whole thing. We don't know how it's going to pan out in the end. But if you're just strictly looking for that type of relationship, I guess technically Darwin's Game is. Now, the girl isn't at all to the levels of Yuki or Yuno, but she has that little bit about her. She has a little bit of a Yandarius tinge to her. Yeah, it's one of those characters that you could see going down that path very easily. I that's that's a tough one. I swear there was a recent show that had that similar uh, <laughs> vibe to it, and I cannot place it whatsoever. I can see Padum. Don't know that I would say that it gets to that level, though. Man, it's definitely not Yandere thing, so... I don't know. That's a tough... That really is a tough question. See, I'm... If you're... It, it depends on if you're looking for that particular... Just that... That interplay... If you're looking for kind of psychological torture, we've got tons of those. That's a different animal, though. Did I miss that 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 line? Did were, were they just looking more for the Yandere relation relationship? Just yeah, there's the just in a weird relationship, very odd relationship, I guess. Because I would almost say uh, you may in, uh, be interested in looking into um, the books. Flowers of Evil? Flowers of Evil. You may want to look into that. That would be... It's a really... It's more drama and dirty human thing. It's a drama. It's not action-y. Yeah. So if you want to go down that road, if you're just looking for the psychological aspect of it, those are the direction I would go, is at least that mangaka. He does a lot of that junk. We we, we go on about that all the time. That, That would go into... The Dirty Lovers. Inside Mari? No. Well, Inside Mari was the same mangaka, but this was Scum's the other Wish. one. Scum's Wish. That, that was another 
another show that went down down those kind of non-action roads. Yeah, <laughs> you're just going to nothing but non-action shows. That's what I was saying. I, that those are the that's the thing is if you if you're more interested in that, that's that's a different animal than than the stuff that I would lean more towards. There you go, Alf and Lead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's technically true. Very violent, sort of actiony, screwed up relationships. Deadly. Tokoro-chan. <laughs> Tokoro-chan. <laughs> Strange rela- relationship. Oh, Tokoro-chan. Here you go. Go watch Monogatari series. Yeah, you would probably do pretty well. Characters, relationships, odd relationships. But very, very scenes, talky. Just very talky. No dub, so I'm not sure if you're a dub watcher or not. I guess not, since you watched Promised Neverland and stuff. So he's he's probably gonna hate us after this. <laughs> I'm never asking you another question. I'm never again. asking you guys for for shows ever again. And watch watch Scrap Princess just because it has nothing to do with anything you just said. I just seen Scrap Princess on my wall and said want to suggest it. Um, let's see here. Well, I sent you towards my Mungaka, so I'm I'm good. <laughs> Uh, what was the other one you were asking about? Uh, project thriller aspects. Oh, see, here is the tough one because technically, I mean, we have an entire podcast about uh, psychological horror thriller shows, and I think the pretty much the thing that I mentioned, and I think I mentioned this similarly with with the Promise Neverland when we did the review, is that there isn't. I don't really think anime is good at horror. They just – they don't pull that off. The Promised Neverland is like a f- very rare case where I'm like, holy crap, they pull this off. I am at the edge of my seat. I am really kind of enthralled by what happened – what's you know what's going to happen around the next corner. What did I ended up kind of emphasizing in our podcast? Anything that I can point out. If you like action and you like that horror aspect, Claymore is a good one. Um, unfortunately it's not concluded, but if you like the anime, you can check out the manga and I think the manga is incredible too. So, um, it's action, horror, a little bit of thriller in there as well. So another, I know a lot of people don't like it. I liked it. So if you like my taste, you might like another, I think they did an awesome job of creating atmosphere and tension from the new world. Quite a bit of that was very fantasy based uh thriller there's like this whole like for i just remember this whole aspect of this entire period where they're talking about this this cat that will come and take them away if they do wrong they break taboos i guess i was getting ready to say uh higurashi and i was also thinking of shiki (laughs) i don't know why higurashi came up to my mind when we were talking about uh, something with feature diaries and i'm like Higurashi popped my mind. I'm like, no, that's technically not a good relationships in there. No, no good relationships. It's not really there. a good. But re- there's weird there relationships. Is, there are some relationships in there, <laughs> and it's really screwed up. But it's very violent, and it's it's just as violent as Future Diaries. Yeah. So if you like the violence of Future Diaries, it don't hold nothing back. So you might like that. Uh, you if you don't like the style of it, they are technically talking about a new project for it, that which might be a remake. So you can, might just wait for that. I would say ReZero, but the relationship sucked in that one because he didn't choose Rem. We're talking about Thriller right now. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> again, Elf and Lead would be kind of a suggested there. Um, 
I kind of liked Occultic Nine. A lot of people didn't like it. It took a while to grow on me, but it's not too high intense like uh, The Promised Neverland, so don't get your hopes up there. I, I guess that's not technically a good suggestion. There is nothing like you, uh, Future Diaries. It's just, just. Well, we're talking about thrillers and horror that does like The Promised Neverland, so he's looking for something similar to that. Made in the Abyss. Death Parade. I thought of Death Parade as well, but... It's not horror, but it has that tension and thriller and unknown that The Promised Neverland has. But it's incredible in its own regard, and you should go watch it if you haven't already. Mauiga. <laughs> Don't watch that. The Lost Village. <laughs> execute, lady. Execute, execute, execute. Oh man, there's Mario Kata. It's Mario Kata. Best. Mario but, Kata. Hey, 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 it's Mario Kata and and she's a slow burn type show, okay? Funimation has added Paranoia Agent and I have not watched that one in forever. Oh, Psychopaths as well. I have not watched that one in forever, but I seem to remember Paranoia Agent. One of the reasons I love that so much was that it was probably one of the best psychological horrors. But again, I haven't watched it in forever, so I don't know how well it aged, but that is that is a classic, and it's on Funimation now. That I'm hoping here soon they're going to do the release of it, and I can just watch it that way. But yeah, that one that one was incredible. Plot of Magic Madoka Magica has quite a bit in there of horror and suspense. That might be an option. You, you might get that if you might. I suggest the movies. Don't watch the series, but that's just me. Serial Experiments Lane. It's another one that if you you it's. Probably hasn't aged too well, but it was kind of a classic for um, psychological suspense. Very atmospheric. It's not so much like something's coming after you. Tense feeling. It's just really kind of the unknown. Yeah, that's the question up there. Yeah, it's 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 really hard to find something that's similar to to um, Promise Neverland. Just because, I, like I said, I don't think that anime does it very well. Um, they are doing a new adaptation of um, uh, one of Junji Ito's works. I don't know why I can't think of the name go. of it. Huh? Tomie. I think they're doing another Tomie um, adaptation or something of his. So if that turns out well, that might be solid. Oh, um, it's a short. Don't watch the second season. But uh, what was it called? What was that short that we really loved here recently? That The first season was great. The second season sucked. Kagewani. Kagewani, yeah. Kagewani. Again, it's not the most great-looking show. It's a short. But it was probably the best thriller... One of the best thrillers I've ever seen in anime done. Uh, there's also the entire series of the... What was it called? The... The little stories, what were they called? Yami Shibai. Yami Shibai. That's another short that has a lot of horror and stuff in it. Yeah, uh, Suspense, Promise Neverland is doing something different. So it's going to be really hard to find something similar to that. I'm sure some people can probably do some suggestions as well to to throw onto that one. Let me see what, uh, really quickly before we stop, let's see what promised. Sometimes my analyst has good suggestions for related shows. Gyo. <laughs> Gyo. <laughs> you hey, shark said made in the abyss, just like I said. <laughs> yeah, made in the abyss. Um, 
don't know why I didn't think about that one. Regraced. Different style. Don't go into it as a mystery. Go That's into no. it for the suspense and the and the and the I guess the humanity aspect of it. And I think you'll really enjoy Erased. I I, I can see Death Note, and I can also see the um, like Dong and Rope. Oh, yeah. Uh, Seraph of the End. I thought about that a few times. The only problem with Seraph of the End is it's nowhere. It's not to the the. I really enjoyed it. I did. I enjoyed Very it as well. Though. It's more action than it is thriller. So take that into consideration. You're talking about very, very different shows. The early moments of it's pretty, pretty horror and and thriller. But yeah, it just kind of turns into an action show that's more about. Yeah, it's it, it feels more like a show. I know it's not a show, and I think it's a. It's probably it is show. Oh. Anyway, hopefully, out of all that blabbing off names you got an idea i try to say why i think they're similar so hopefully you can get an idea of well that that does sound like what i want he probably wrote two down and then once once he realized that we were just giving off such a list he threw the entire podcast across the room well for talking to his ear he's probably like crap somebody (laughs) give me a pen hold on i gotta get a pen damn it somebody give me a pen i got stuff to write down oh happy sugar life there you go it's a good horror. Actually, that is a good horror. I actually did think that was good up there. Um, it's a little bit goofy with certain things, but it was good. Anyways. Uh, yeah. And I sat through the entire show. <laughs> All for Tama voice. For Tama. All for Tama voice. Uh, oh, he replied also with a correction. The emotions he put me through were insane. <laughs> I should have probably put that in there to fix it. Sorry. Um, I try to fix things as I go along anyways, so hopefully I read it right. So, yeah, that's uh, that's it for now. I, like, again, as, as usual, thanks, everybody, for sending us the questions. And um, if we haven't gotten to you yet, we will eventually get to you. I think we have, like, four questions left, so y'all are slacking. Y'all are really slacking. We're going to get caught up. See, we had this this long break from discussionals, you had plenty of time to get him in there, and so you got lazy because you thought that we would. No, you didn't ever answer anyways. He's never, they're never going to catch up to us. They're never going to answer our questions. You, you, Look, you this just was December tenth. We're only two months behind now. Mm-hmm-hmm. Anyways, so yeah, as usual, thank you guys for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed this discussional podcast episode. So you get caught up on the news that seems important to us. It should be important to you because it's important to us because it's important to. You. No, I'm got it backwards. Um, Again, we're at talkaspeed.com. You go there for all the anime, new and old, great community, form the stop, social media links on the right side, and all the good stuff. And we hope you all enjoyed, and you all take care. Os. People.